guys are so invested in these sexts and girls are like doing the dishes <laughs> and we're just like sexting back in our spare time it's like uh-huh. yeah babe like I'm in bed fully nude and you're like I'm actually folding my laundry in my pajamas Taco Tuesday. Welcome back, everybody. To Two Girls, One Broadcast with (laughs) Jack and Katie. And of course, we're excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We are always so excited. This just goes without saying. Yeah. I mean, we love what we do. (laughs) What? I feel like we have a lot to catch up on this week. We do. We feel like it's been forever since we recorded. I think it's been like a week and a half. It's a long time for us. I think it's like the longest amount of time. Pretty much. And tomorrow we're recording with the Long and Hard podcast. Mm -hmm. We have some beards coming to guest with us. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, I already foresee it, it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, Jack has a bottle and a half of Fireball (laughs) prepared, so... (laughs) It's going to be a deadly. <laughs> oh, so I just have to say, I had kind of like a total shit day Aww. about three days ago. I really wanted to go hiking with my good friend. And we, he, you know, he texted me in the morning and he was like, should we take my car or we should take your car? And I was like, let's just take mine. It's all packed up, ready to go. And we both had our dogs with us. So we got everything together and we made it, I don't know, probably about an hour out of the city. And we were only going about three hours out of the city. And my car (laughs) decided it just didn't want to go. It didn't. (laughs) Like, I laugh now, but man, that was not a good time. (laughs) I texted Jack at like 11 a.m. I was like, how's it going? She's like, not good. (laughs) No, because at that point, we were parked in Lacombe by the Husky gas station because my car had fully broken down. And so I ended up taking it into Red Deer, which is about half an hour away from where we pulled over. And they look at it. And I had called beforehand and the the belt was available, but I had this kind of like overarching fear that it was more than just the belt. Yeah. Which is, you know, most cars, you know, just just malfunction with one thing. Well, and a lot of the time, like if your belt explodes, it'll like smack something else in the engine bay and like it just fucks all your shit up. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm a registered AST. <laughs> So I take it in, and it turns out three pulleys are also broken. (laughs) See, what did I say? (laughs) Yeah, and they only had one of the three pulleys. So I'm sitting in Red Deer, and Katie has come to pick up my friend and the two dogs because I really didn't want to make the dogs just, like, sit around. And she's probably about... I don't know, 45 minutes away when I call her and I'm like, yeah, my car is not going to be ready till tomorrow. And we have a little bit of a. Yeah, I was like, bitch, I will turn around right now. I was like, there's an exit. I'm taking it. 
And I didn't, I didn't want her to because she was already mostly out of red deer. So I rented a car, <sighs> brought myself home. Freaking wiener. Nah, well, you know, I don't want to cause people issues. It wouldn't have been an issue. Oh, God. I was like, <laughs> we hung up the phone and I was like, I want to turn around. But she said she'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you little, you were like, it'll cause me more anxiety if you turn around. I was like, OK, I guess I'll listen to you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't get any of the hike in that I wanted to, which was kind of sad. There is a man out there that would make so much money if he just ran kind of like an online or in-class session about the basics of a car. Mm, Like mechanics for dumbasses, a.k.a. Jack and Katie. Because I don't know anything and a part of me really wishes that I knew enough about a car to just like get me where I need to be, you know? Like if it's broken, I can kind of slightly figure out what's broken and how to fix it. But in a sense of like a tow truck coming or like calling my brothers, but just like knowing what is wrong. Oh, my God. Imagine being able to call them and be like, this sensor's fucked up or right? whatever. Yes. Ugh. My dad yeah. tried with me. Like he taught me how to change a tire. He taught me how to change my oil. Mm-hmm. I know how to like. Yeah, I can like pull the oil stick out and like <laughs> know that it needs to be changed. <laughs> Aside from that. Yeah. Other than that, I'm fucked. Yeah. Why are we not equipped for this? Because I wasn't interested in it. Like, he would have taught me if I would have cared. Yeah. But he taught me, like, the bare bone basics. And then I was like, I just, I'm not into this. I know. And so now that I'm nearing 30, I'm like, fuck, I'm interested in it because. Yeah. Now that I'm single and I don't have a fucking boyfriend to fix it for me, I'm like, well, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Like, it's so beneficial for us to know a thing or two about cars. Even though no girl in the world wants to know a thing or two about cars, but I really, I really would encourage it so that you don't feel like a total helpless human being when you're pulled over on the side of the fucking highway too. It really hurts my pride. I hate it. <laughs> Literally. Well, all all that ends well. Your car is good now. It's good now. Knock on wood, but like, yeah, I think totally. it's okay. So I think there was a bit of a situation like... You know, some of us still like to print photos, which is <laughs> so we had a little bit of a situation. Okay, almost so, archaic of us because, but like, okay, you have photo, like you have frames that you yeah. want to hang in your room. Yeah, I moved last year and I still haven't fucking finished decorating, mm-hmm. so I'm like, we need to get some photos printed. Yeah, so I hauled my ass over to Walmart <laughs> to visit their 40 hour photo shop. Yeah, and uh, I was trying to print some photos from the. Like, what do you call it? It's like the self-help desk mm. thing. You like yeah. hook your phone up and it brings up all your photos and you can print them. Mm-hmm. I had all the photos that I wanted to print like separated into a different album. Mm-hmm. And this thing, it couldn't find the album. Like I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to bring up just the album. And the photo girl comes over to help me. <laughs> And she just starts clicking away and scrolling away. And she brings up my main photo album and she's scrolling up, 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 up. I'm like, oh my God, all of my nudes. All my nudes. And mine. And Jack's, which, why do I have your nudes, Jack? Because you took some some nudie photos for me. (laughs) Who else is going to take it if not your best friend? There you go. If you ever get a photo from a girl and it's taken by a third party, just just... You can just assume it's by their best friend. So yeah. she's so scandalized. <laughs> she's literally seen like 
my tits and other things. And she looks at me and she's like, you cannot print photos like this. I'm like, bitch, I'm not trying to print my fucking news. Oh I don't want God. a six by four of my bare tits. <laughs> so embarrassing. Well, you know. <laughs> it's a bit of a debacle when you go to the uh, kiosk and you're trying to print like your innocent family photos and your nudes are just above that that's a bit of a problem well, they're all interspersed right yeah <laughs> it was so shameful i think what you told me was she basically tried to help you by touching the screen to like scroll and she jumped back oh she jumped back from the screen as if she had been burnt yeah like my nipples burnt her fingers <laughs> Truly, you have the nipples that just burn the soul of. Oh a human my god! In the best way possible. <laughs> How would I know? <laughs> Anyways, did she end up helping you out or what? No, she didn't. She like ran away basically after that, and I was like, "Hey, fuck!" And then the way that it works is you have to like get your receipt Mm -hmm. the shit the shit prints off and then you have to go pay for it so i went up to the desk and she had skedaddled like she was gone (laughs) i was like i'm not not helping this i'm like ringing the bell no one's coming i'm like hey like all of my nude parts are put away there's no titties there's no vagine showing right now like can i Mm -hmm. please just pay the seven dollars or whatever the fuck it is to get my photos and so so you made it happen yeah so i'm never going back to that walmart shit yeah. People are so judgy. That's the same Walmart that we went into when we had a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we carried a guinea pig once into Walmart. In like an animal carrier. Mm-hmm. It was great. No, it wasn't even an animal carrier. Oh, no. We put her. It was like one of we those. We put like, her in the fucking baskets. Yeah, it was like. No, it was like one of those like flat cloth bags. <laughs> And there was a towel in it. We were babysitting. <laughs> and we just stuck her in there. Oh, my God. She was so happy. Yeah. And she came into Walmart with us. What was and her it, name? What was her name? Mm-hmm. Mary Pippins. Oh, yeah. Mary Pippins. Yeah. Oh, R.A.P. Yeah. Mary Pippins. I miss her to true, this day. true, beautiful soul. Yeah. So I feel like there is a pretty big event in the past like week or so here mm. with one of your family members. Turned a quarter century old. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you getting at? So my first baby brother, it's his birthday today. 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 Oh, my God. Happy birthday. Oh, I love you so much. You turned 25. It's fucking epic. I know you're listening to this. You are literally... My heart and soul, I love you so much. You do so much for me. And I just wish you the biggest happy birthday ever in the whole entire world. And I would not be the person I am without you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Listen, I could get all teary-eyed fucking families, everything to me. But my brothers are the shit. Are absolutely beyond everything. Like I could never define what they do for me and our relationship and I just love them to pieces. Aww. I know I'm ridiculous. Which one of your brothers used to sleepwalk when I slept over at your house in like junior high? Mitch. 
Was it? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> like, bro, I would wake up in the middle of the night and he would be it's standing so in the doorway, not saying anything, not moving, just standing there staring like there. Freddy fucking Krueger. Yeah. Or I would like come home and he'd be sleeping on the stairs, which were like right by the front door. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. So Mitch, just wishing you the most happy birthday. You're fucking 25, man. Do everything you can with your 20s because you are truly amazing. Happy birthday, Mitchell. We love you. We love you. (laughs) We still think you should come out on Saturday. (laughs) Actually, by the time this episode's out, this is going to be too late, but we'll We'll still have already convinced uh, you. Mm -hmm. We're very persuasive. We are. So we went on a long and hard podcast on Friday, Mm -hmm. which dropped on Wednesday. Yeah. I think we were a little mistaken on our last episode because we said... Oh, we had no fucking clue. (laughs) Yeah, we said it had come out before ours dropped, which wasn't true. It actually dropped after ours. Right, radio. Yeah, so we spent, you know, the whole Friday night of last week with the guys from Long and Hard, Josh and Thomas. And uh, we showed up a little late. Um... Only about like 45 minutes. Yeah, which is nothing for us. <laughs> and we just had such a good time. So good. It was so, so fun. Yeah. So seriously, make sure you listen to Long and Hard. They have such good conversation. And honestly, I have learned a lot from listening to their podcast. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Like they're smart dudes and they bring people on that are actually like <laughs> pretty intelligent. intelligent and educated, yeah. which yeah. is just uh yeah foreign concept for these two bitches yeah <laughs> and then next week our episode with them is gonna drop mm-hmm. which yeah. is super i'm shocked exciting. that we convinced them to come and guest on our podcast right like yeah. we haven't just you know we're full dj in life and they invited us on theirs and no we've got them on ours and it's just gonna be a great great collab situation Grand old time. Mm-hmm. yeah someone's gonna visit the penalty box it's probably going to be Josh. Or wait, did he say he would play on everything? He said he'd play everything. Okay, so, so. it's Thomas that's going to visit the You know what? There's going to be some questions that I don't think they're going to want to play. But hey, you never know. <laughs> it's going to be all fun and games. We'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> so before we went there, we went to Ascendant, which is a bookstore downtown. Mm-hmm. On 124th Street. Yeah super super great people that work there holy amazing. shit amazing oh my god so helpful and just yeah. makes you feel so welcome totally and like we walked in with the intention of getting tarot decks yeah we each wanted to get one yeah we wanted to have our own deck and we walked in and we saw um like a display on the counter mm-hmm. and I walked straight up and picked up a deck immediately and I was like this is my deck mm-hmm. it was so crazy it's so crazy. And like I told Katie that I, how this started was because I said I was going to order a deck on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, like, we should touch yeah. the deck. Like, you need yeah. to, like, feel it. Like, you need to feel, like, a connection with the deck. We should go do it with, like, a physical mm-hmm. deck. Yeah. And so we decided that day we were going to go to Ascendant Bookstore. And, yeah, like she said, she walked right up to the deck. And then I, you know, I peeked at a few, but... I grabbed one and Katie was immediately like, yeah, that was the mm-hmm. deck I saw for you. Yeah, totally. Which oh, was so just, oh, so insane. Mm-hmm. And we got Sage so that we could do cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went and did the guy's podcast and, and then we went home at like 
one thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a full moon that night. Yeah. And the full moon was in Aquarius, which yeah. is my sun sign. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to cleanse my deck tonight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like 2.30 in the morning and I set up in my room. So I smudged my deck with sage and cedar, which is meant to open your heart chakra. I um, did knocking, which is where you can physically like knock on the deck and it's supposed to awaken the cards. Um, I did a reading for myself and I guess this won't really mean much to people that don't really know me that well, but uh, the first card that I flipped over was death, Mm -hmm. which people are scared of, but it's basically signifying the end of a cycle and the start of a new one yeah that doesn't always mean like actual person dying no it's actually like it's a like good a card part to of get. your life yeah. or like I, when i flipped it like, i laughed yeah something yeah. that's been dragging you down or mm-hmm. like something that's been causing you problems yeah. that can die so yeah. it's not just necessarily like a person it signifies growth more than mm. anything it's like something yeah. that you're ready to move on for and i said okay uh what next mm-hmm. and i flipped the next card and it was the lovers which again like doesn't just signify like romantic love it just signifies like you're ready to move on in a loving way and you're ready to have a deep connection with someone or something that'll move you forward in a positive way and uh I was I mean it was like three in the morning by the time this happened but I was very emotional and I like shed a little tear and then it was a full moon that night as I said so I opened my window and I put the cards on my windowsill and I let them have a moon bath which is also supposed to be cleansing for a tarot deck so like I went all in guys (laughs) bringing that spirituality out yeah I love it I feel very connected to my deck (laughs) do you feel connected to your deck oh yeah totally that's amazing I didn't touch my deck till the next night Mm mm-hmm and I did the whole, you know, smudging, you know, cl- clearing the deck. And mm-hmm. I think I really only use like the sage and I knocked on it and I mm-hmm. kind of had a conversation with it. Yeah. Which like a lot of people are going to be like, wow, Jack, you were fucked. <laughs> but that are, you know, those are the three things I kind of did. And then I asked it a couple questions and mostly it was about... You know, what I, I was feeling confused about what I saw for myself in the future when it came to work and really Mm -hmm. anything. And it kind of opened my eyes. You know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but it opened my eyes to just being able to trust the path that I'm on and the universe is there for me and I'm, I am going to get where I need to be. It's just going to take a little bit of time to get mm-hmm. there. And trust. Yeah. For sure. You got to trust where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. And trust yourself. Like trust your own intuition. Mm-hmm. You know where you want to be. Mm-hmm. One thing I forgot to say was when I had the cards, I had the deck and I like kind of sat cross-legged on my bed and I was getting ready to go and my dog jumped up with me. Yes. And she was so excited. And I was like, what the hell? Like normally she only gets excited like this about food Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I held the deck out to her and she like sniffed it all over and she licked it yeah like I have a video of this I'm like oh my god I'm so shook Mm -hmm. it was crazy she never gets like that about like it was literally a deck of cards wrapped in plastic she literally has almost zero emotion so (laughs) she's a cat yeah it's amazing it's amazing (laughs) and she was so excited it was Mm -hmm. insane yeah yeah I'm really excited I'm excited to do some more readings for people 
I know. I wanted you to read me tonight, but we forgot to bring the cards. Yeah, I'm an actual moron. No. <laughs> I forgot them twice. I have mine. Well, yeah, I could do a reading for you with yours. Or you could do a reading for me with yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah, that. it's probably how. Yeah, that's probably how that yeah. works. We, well, we should could do that. Totally do yeah, that. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. All right. So why don't you tell us, tell us a little bit about your, you know, hinge guys, maybe borderline stalker hinge guys hmm. or Tinder, whatever it might be. You've got all the dating app stories. Okay. We're going to get forever alone out of the way right now. Oh, we are. Okay. Um, so I dropped a little bomb a while ago that I actually was interested in a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a thing. It's canceled. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me out and then disappeared. So that's fine. This yeah, is fuck literally, him. this is what is wrong with dating apps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. Other than that, my girlfriend, who I've talked about before, I've referenced her as a dating app victim. (laughs) (laughs) She started texting with a guy. They met on Tinder, and then they exchanged phone numbers. They exchanged uh, a few texts, and then he sent her a photo of his face, which I'm like, I'm sorry, over text message? Like, not Snapchat? She's like, no, he texted me a photo of his face with, like, a caption, like, oh, they can't wait for this day to be done at work or something like that. And she was like, oh, haha, like, hi, like, whatever. And then he follows it up with a close-up shot of his penis. No warning, no oh, caption. Pardon just me? Just a dick pic, an unsolicited dick pic. And this is why I talk about being so scared of dating apps is... These fucking, it's like that meme where the hot dogs are just flying at your face. That is absolutely unacceptable. I don't understand. (laughs) I want to give men the benefit of the doubt, but I've got to say, if you are sending unsolicited dick pics, you are an exhibitionist. Yeah. An exhibitionist. (laughs) And you should probably seek therapy. If you would like the name of a good therapist, I can give you one. But, like, please stop it. We don't want it. Literally nobody wants it. Mm-mm. No. I don't. Like, where? It's the unsolicited <sighs> aspect of it. It's like, you literally, we've just started talking. You send me a picture of your face, and then you send me a picture of your fucking sex organs? No. <laughs> stop it. Okay, but here's my my argument, is if we were to send a pic like that to a man, would they have ever any complaint about it oh my god okay i don't think so i don't know i don't know actually i've never asked this question but i don't think that girls are just out here sending fucking close-ups of their vulvas no 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 no. i guess okay this person you know i mean i'm sure it happens i'm sure it happens if some girl has sent you an unsolicited vagine pic please tell me don't yeah. don't forward it to me, but just tell me about it because I would like to know the other side of the story. Yeah, and but did like, you like it? Was I, it okay no. that it was unsolicited? Hey, like, you know what? It's 2019. Consent is sexy. Fuck you if you're sending unsolicited nude photos at all. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I don't think ever in my life have I done that. If I'm in a straight up relationship with somebody like we're actually dating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll send a fucking nude. Yeah. Without warning them because we've set that precedent. But oh my God, this person you've been talking to for 36 hours and you're going to send a close up of your fucking wiener. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't think it counts when you've been dating someone. You can just send those pics right right away. You've seen that shit multiple times. Mm -hmm. But when it's unsolicited is when you're not dating a person or you've only been talking to them for like a short amount of time. 
right? It's not okay to just send that. And this is what is so scary because Bumble recently had an update and you can send photos through the app now. If you're messaging somebody, you can send photos, which I don't think that you can do on Tinder or Hinge. So I'm like, <laughs> Bumble used to be my favorite app. And now I'm like, I might delete this. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you can send photos? Yeah, because there's just going to be freaking wiener pics all over the place. Well, I hope that... Just hot dogs flying at your face. No, I hope that those guys have discretion. No? I have no idea, man. I don't know. I mean, maybe I just like put off... That super bitchy vibe because guys don't really try to do that to me. They don't send you unsolicited dick pics? I honestly don't think I've ever had an unsolicited dick pic. I've had unsolicited like my heart on through a pair of boxers photos. No. But I've never had like a bare veiny member <laughs> slid into my inbox. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm shook. I'm I am. Sorry. I am shook. This guy. Oh my God. He sent me an unsolicited dick pic. No. Yes. But like, I knew it was coming. I don't know why <laughs> or how, but I knew it was coming. And so I said to him, because you know on the Instagram stories where it says like photo and it's blue. So like you open it. If you. Oh, The blue no. means you have an open. Yeah, yeah. It. It's yeah. like a hidden photo. You have to click on it. Yeah. Oh, it's a woman's intuition, baby. Yeah. We know. We know. I totally a knew. And I there. was like, bro, is that a dick pic? And he was like, yeah, so what? And I was like, I yeah, am. What? No. I was like, I am not opening that photo. I don't want to see that. I'm not opening it. So he recalled the photo after I said that. <laughs> Unsend. But I'm like, Honestly, whatever. It's either you unsend or I don't open it. Oh, my sweet fuck. Yeah. I don't. I truly don't understand the mentality. I really don't get it. I. Yeah. They they must think it's sexy. I don't know. I don't think that they think it's sexy. I think. Did we talk about this on literally episode one? Like, I think it's like the same kind of thing as those guys that will go and like masturbate in a bus stop and they want you to see their dick because they want you to be offended. Like, I think that it's men that have, like, rage issues against females, honestly. Or against whatever sex they're offending against. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to do some research into this because I'm actually very interested into the etiology of people being exhibitionists. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference. Like, there's lots of people that, like, get a kick out of having sex in places where, like, you want to get caught. Or, like, places that are, like, quote-unquote public. Like, people will, like in the coat room of a bar or wherever and um that's one thing but like forcing a woman to look at your fucking deck when she wasn't expecting to or wanting to at all like there's just something really intrusive and creepy about that yeah I don't even I don't know unsolicited messages are just never appreciated Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Give your balls a tug. <clears throat> Sorry, it's a letter Kenny quote. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched Letter Kenny. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I have one more kind of story in this whole Forever Alone segment before we move on. Um, so I went over to my girlfriend's the other night and um our mutual friends 
Am I just slurring everything that I say? No. no. <laughs> Our mutual friend's brother was over. Uh, so I went to hang out with them. And he brought up the last time that we had hung out, how I was basically all over his friend. And I had kind of blocked out the fact that this had happened. Jack is staring at me very judgmental right now because I don't think she even remembers this happening. No, so it's not it judgmental. Was... It's just confused. <laughs> so, um... I went to like a house party basically and there was a gentleman there in a Canadian tuxedo mm-hmm. and he was very tall and very attractive Okay. and it was a very weird night. It was my girlfriend's birthday and it just kind of like was a party that rolled into another party that rolled into a different party. At some point during the night, the pirate's porn movie was on the TV and we were playing drinking games. <laughs> I don't even think you've told me this Everyone story. was cuddling on the couch and somehow me and this guy ended up kind of like passing out together on the couch. We ended up like making out, mm-hmm. kind of hooking up and then we ended up sleeping in a bed together later and like nothing happened. We literally just slept in the bed. I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and it was so fuck. I'm so, I'm such an embarrassment. I'm a debacle. <laughs> I was so intoxicated. We're going to end up cutting this. I didn't remember which bed I had been sleeping in. So I went back into the room and I was like, I'm pretty sure that this is where I was sleeping. And I'm pretty sure that I was sleeping with this hot guy. But I don't want to be presumptuous because, again, he's so sexy. <laughs> myself. So I was like, um, is this where I was sleeping? <laughs> and he looks at me like... You ho. Yes, this is where you were sleeping. He didn't say that. He's just like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I crawl back into bed. And then in the morning, he drove me to my car. And it was so awkward. Oh, my God. So anyway, our friend was like, oh, like, what about, um, what the fuck will I say his name was? Tyler. What about Tyler? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I ruined all of my chances with Tyler. Like, this is not a thing. It's not going to happen. Like, I was very drunk in front of him. Mm-hmm. Made a fool of myself, as I usually do. And then him and my girlfriend are both like, oh, like, he's so nice. Like, he's so sweet with his grandma. Like, blah, blah, like, selling him to me. I'm like, bro, like, you don't need to sell him to me. (laughs) You're already sold. I know. I know that he's a great guy. I made an actual asshole out of myself. (laughs) I don't think you did. So... I just wasn't expecting that at all. I literally blocked that out of my mind. It's not that I blacked out that it happened. I just refused to remember it because I was such an embarrassment. There's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and you're so hungover and you just feel so disgusting. You just want to shower and go back to bed with like a Slurpee and some taquitos from (laughs) 7-Eleven. And you have to like socialize with these people. Oh, God. It's so awful. So awful. If for whatever reason you're listening, I apologize. Why? I swear to God, I'm normally more fun than that. (laughs) God. All right. Should we talk about sex, Sex, baby? baby. Let's Let's talk talk about about you and me. me. Let's Let's talk talk about all the good good things and the bad things things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. (laughs) Welcome to Sex Education with Jack and Katie. My vocal fry is on the fucking nether level. I'm battling a cold, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your voice is beautiful. 
I don't know necessarily that it's a sex education, but our intention today is to talk a little bit about sex and probably a lot about sex. So here's my disclaimer. If you're my uncle, (laughs) if you are a child that I have or may coach, please hang up now. (laughs) If you're in any way related to either of us. Mom, I know Stop. you're. Gonna, Mom, I know you're gonna listen anyway. It's probably nothing we've t- not talked about before. My uncle will probably listen, and it's a lot of things that potentially we haven't talked about. I mean, I have no idea what we're about to talk about. We have a general guideline, but like nothing specific. So, if I coach you, or if you're in my family, please just don't. And if you do, please never bring it up. Mm-mm. Okay. Some secrets are better left unsaid yes that is our silent pinky promise Mm -hmm. and i am fucking (laughs) holding you to that for real (laughs) where do you even want to start with this oh my god this is such a big and diverse topic it is i feel like we're just gonna like scratch the surface today and we can revisit this multiple multiple times oh probably (laughs) so I guess Kate the question that came to me as we were talking about my last story is um (laughs) yes I'm sorry I poured you a very large glass of wine (laughs) I didn't want to have to get up to refill it (laughs) (laughs) what are your kind of like thoughts and feelings about like drunken hookups like do you feel like your sex life is benefited by the addition of like alcohol substances Mm -hmm. or I'm just curious yeah so (laughs) I guess in my life I've done a few drunken hookups you know I really think that I go through phases so like post breakup is usually when I go through those phases of like drunken hookups Mm -hmm. and You know what? I truly do think that although they can be quite awkward and weird because you're learning about someone new, I I have benefited from them. I've learned Mm -hmm. a thing or two about whether it be a sex move or like how to, you know, make the other person happy. I Mm -hmm. have learned something from a one night stand. Yeah, it's like expansion of your... Totally. Boundaries? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, there is a flip side to it. And I don't know if we're going to get in that today, but right now we're talking about the positives of it. And I do think there are some serious positives Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, we can get into kind of like the other side of things later if you want. Okay. Because I definitely have some (laughs) insights on that. Um, Well, what about you? I... This is so bizarre, but I don't think that I've had, like, a truly cringy, awkward sexual experience since I was in high school. I think I think that definition just really depends on what you think is awkward. True. Like, and, my experience was literally, like, I had sex in a hot tub, mm-hmm. which, like, don't do that, girls. It's literally a recipe for a fucking yeast infection. Yeah. But over and above that... <laughs> um, it was just not good. And I know that he has talked about this to other people before, so I don't feel bad spilling this tea. But, like, yeah. don't do that. It's awkward. Like, things don't work properly. And, like, you'd think that water would be, like, lubricating, but it actually, like, 
dries you it's not good it's not good don't do it people don't fuck in hot tubs or pools <clears throat> anyway <laughs> water-based lubricants are not where it's at no i love water-based lubricants love them i thought they were not good yeah okay i it depends what you want them for are we gonna get into this no 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay the only reason i say that one night stands can potentially be awkward is just because like you don't know the person you don't know what they want i feel like when i was younger like my boundaries were a lot more constricted and mm-hmm. there were a lot more things that i was like scared of and i just wasn't like as comfortable in like myself or my sexuality or just in like connecting with another person so th- yeah there th- were a lot more things that happened where I was like oh my god that was so awkward like yeah I think as we get older it's a little less awkward yeah like maybe I just don't care as much anymore once you get to this age I think you're just more you want to be a little more adventurous a little yeah. more open like it's a lot easier to just kind of determine what the other person needs yeah so like you're more open to like what they might want mm-hmm. or need and they're more open to the same thing and then yeah. it just kind of it's easier. Yeah. Right? Totally. So then you don't wake up the next morning and be like, oh my God. Like when I woke up the next day after the hot tub hookup, I looked like a trash panda. <laughs> like I had raccoon eyes and I was like, this is what he was looking at while we were fucking in the hot tub. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even think they noticed. He for sure did. I know he talked shit after that, but so did I. <laughs> Yeah, one night stands can be awkward. They can be really good. It just depends. What's your definition of a one night stand, though? Literally someone you meet at the bar. Or like meet out one time or whatever. And bang. And never really talk to again. Right. I've never had that. Am I a whore? No, but I'm just saying, like, I've never had that. But I think that's, I'm so scared to have that, that, like, when I've had, like, kind of, like, one-off hookups with people, Mm -hmm. I've just, like, maintained a friendship after. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -mm. Can't say the same over here. Really? I'm shooketh that you haven't had one. No. I mean, I've had situations that could have turned into that, like hookups like on vacation or like hookups that I had in high school. Hookups on vacation are fully one night stands. But I don't really count mine as one night stands because Why? we like kept talking after. No. Okay, fine. Then maybe I've had one one night stand. Oh. <laughs> but I don't really count that as a one night stand because yes! we're talking after. No, he is a one night stand. You have not fucked him. Literally, okay, is today. that the cutoff? Okay, so I hooked up. No, with guy. there's no real cutoff. But I'm saying, like, if you sleep with them mm-hmm. and you don't see them again, you don't sleep with them again. Maybe you okay. chit chat here and there, but that's a one night stand. Yes. Okay, so that was definitely one. Yeah. Would hot tub guy be a one night stand? We knew each other for like three years in high school. He- but then you never slept together again after that. Then no. It That's wasn't not a one night stand. stand. No. Okay. Do I have any others? Okay. What about the guy that I went on two dates with and slept with on the second date and then I ghosted him? <laughs> Is that a one night stand? No. Okay. Okay. So I guess Vegas guy. I mean, to he me, was so hot though. He totally and was. And so sweet. Yeah, he was. He is. He was. He is. To me, a one-night stand is someone you don't know, someone you've just met, someone that you may talk to after, but you don't see, you don't fuck. 
you've literally fucked once and that's it. I think I need to make a list because <laughs> I don't remember if there's been any others. It's an actual problem. I'm not even admitting to that. So I guess kind of speaking of hookups now versus like old hookups, have you, I'm curious to know like how you feel like your outlook or like experience with sex has changed from like maybe when you first started sleeping with people till now. It's been several years <laughs> <laughs> just a few well I think I admitted somewhere in the early stages of our podcast that I lost my virginity when I was 16 so that would make 12 years for me of Good sex math. yeah sometimes I'm okay at math but I think over the years I mean a lot has happened I've been in relationships I've not been in relationships and it truly just depends who you're hooking up with but I think I've seriously evolved over the years yeah mm-hmm. I what used to be like for you yeah so I used to be not open to things mm. such as you know even like the slightest thing of like different sex positions I wasn't open to it and I feel really bad for those people that I used to date, that I was like that with. And, mm. you know, as I've gotten older, I've just been way more open to different situations and different types of sex positions. And Because yeah. I feel like BDSM now is so prevalent and accepted. Yeah. But then I meet people where they're like, absolutely not. And I'm surprised. Yeah. And they're shocked that I would be. So I just think I I really think that porn has changed that a lot for people. I honestly think that it was since Fifty Shades of Grey came out. I mean, it totally yes, that's truly it possible. Took BDSM mainstream. Mm-hmm. It really did. Mm-hmm. As much as people shit on that movie or those books, those movies suck. I, like I honestly feel like it probably was still pretty popular years ago I just mm-hmm. really don't think that people talked about it I think there was so much shame surrounding it that you just didn't know and if you yeah. engaged in those kind of behaviors in the bedroom that was kind of something that you would keep between you and your partner and you guys would never share with anybody else mm-hmm. so there was always that kind of aura of shame around it which is sad yes there should never be an aura of shame around anything that's sex related as long as what you're doing is, as long as what you're doing is consensual, um, and not detrimental to either party, then I don't see an issue with it. Yeah, right? of course. I just I want people to have consensual sex. Obviously. I just kind of assume that when we're talking about this stuff, they've already determined that that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, you set your boundaries with your partner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we've kind of determined that like. As we've gotten older, we've gotten a little more adventurous, a little more open to things, which Mm -hmm. I totally did not think would be the case for me. What in that time have you decided is your favorite position? Oh, my God. This is so hard for me. (laughs) I I knew you were going to ask this question, and I'm like, I'm not prepared Mm because I don't feel like I can pick a favorite. I really... 
I hate myself. I love missionary. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I also really like um, when the girl's on her stomach, like flat on the bed, and the guy, so it's like if you were in doggy and then the girl just flattens out. Like a plank. Yes. Without your arms up. Yes. Fuck you. I you love, stole my move. Love that position. Well, I mean, it's not my move, but it is my favorite <laughs> move. <laughs> I love that position. And that one also, it's like, it doesn't really matter, like, what size your partner is. Mm-hmm. That it, it, like, hits deep in yes. that position. It truly does. So just kind of, like, arch your back a little bit. Stick your yeah. ass in the air. Mold yourself yeah. up on the bed, but just, like, slightly. Mm-hmm. And go to just do it. I also really like um, if the girl's like standing and then kind of like bending over the bed Mm -hmm. and then the guy is going from behind. It's the same kind of thing. It's like it really doesn't matter how big you are. Like you're going to get, I hate myself, deep impact (laughs) from that position. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. I Yes. Anything from behind is kind of where it's at. I think for me. But I honestly, okay, yeah, that's, I love missionary, but I like that more in, like, more, um, what would you say, like, passionate mm-hmm. encounters. Like, I want to do missionary with somebody that I want to, like, be kissing and, like, holding and, like, all that kind of shit. No, I think that's totally fair. And so, as you've gotten older, do you feel like you've been a lot more open to things? Oh, my God. Again, like you said, like you apologize to people when you were younger because you weren't really open to positions. Mm-hmm. I was so close minded about porn. Yeah, I am so sorry. I had an ex and I um, had his cell phone to like look something up like I wasn't creeping. I was literally just searching something and I typed in a couple letters mm-hmm. and it popped up with um, some actress and then nudes. Mm-hmm. And I flipped out I remember but this story yeah. I was really sick back then and like we weren't really able to have sex that often so I was so insecure and so threatened by the fact that he would be looking for like nudes of this actress mm-hmm. I didn't get mad I just like was hysterical <laughs> and I feel so bad now so so bad I also didn't used to really get the point of porn like I would watch porn with like partners and like it's not that I was super against it, especially if we were watching it together. I just didn't really, like, get the appeal of it. And now my opinion is very different. <laughs> like, I watch porn alone if I'm masturbating. Like, I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. I think that that's part of a healthy sexuality. Like, I think that's fine. But, yeah, like, when I was in my early 20s, I was so not open to that. And I, f- I do feel really bad for, like, anyone that I ever gave a hard time to about that. I'm so sorry. So you think as kind of time has gone on, you're more open to your partner watching porn? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I used to take it as like, why are you looking at that when you could be like having me or whatever? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I had a regular partner, I would probably still be watching porn and masturbating. It's just like another aspect to your sexuality, right? It's not like that they're choosing that over you. There's obviously people that are addicted to pornography and that is an issue that needs to be dealt with separately that's not what I'm talking about but like Mm -hmm. people watching porn or looking at fucking nudes of like actresses or whatever like I've searched up when Justin Bieber's nudes leaked I looked at that shit because I was curious (laughs) (laughs) what about you 
Yeah, I have. I don't think I've ever really had a problem with a partner watching porn. Good for you. You know, it's hard for me to really, you know, think about the past because I kind (laughs) of block it out. But yeah, I think for the most part, I have felt 90% okay with a partner watching porn Mm -hmm. on a surface level. I've been able to kind of like accept it, understand it, appreciate it, and move forward. Mm -hmm. It doesn't impact our sex life. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like once it does start impacting your sex, like if they're not interested in having sex with you and they would rather watch porn, of course, maybe that's something that you need to address. Yes. But But up until that point, if they're a normal partner, they just are feeling a little adventurous. They've watched this thing on porn. I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with somebody being in a committed monogamous relationship and still masturbating. No. And a lot of people do feel like that. Like they feel like it's basically cheating. And I do think that I used to kind of subscribe to that thought process because I was so insecure because I wasn't able to have sex that often. So I felt like you're seeking it elsewhere. Like you're maybe not engaging with another human, Mm. but you're seeking an outlet elsewhere. Yeah. And now, obviously, I know that that's not the case. No. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think with this episode we're going to get into crazy pants because it just it all ties together. And it does. Yeah. And masturbation is really a form of self-love. Mm hmm. That and was kind of what we wanted to talk about this week on Crazy Pants. And I feel yeah. like we're just going to kind of combine it in with this yeah. talk. Masturbation is healthy. If you don't know how to please yourself, how can you expect to have, have others a partner? Please you. A hundred percent. If yes. you don't know what feels good to yourself, how would you expect a guy to figure it out? They, they're they not psychic. No, a hundred percent. No, <laughs> they aren't. Men are not. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Have you ever faked an orgasm? I have faked (laughs) so many orgasms. And again, I am so sorry. So why do you think you've had to fake them? I don't think that I had to, Mm -hmm. but I felt pressured to. Why? Because I wasn't comfortable in my own sexuality Mm -hmm. so I couldn't like relax enough to get there and I would feel bad about that Mm -hmm. so I would just fake it so that they felt better do you know what I mean so that they could get there because a lot of guys will wait until you come so that they Mm -hmm. can come which like kudos to you guys Mm -hmm. um but like especially when I was younger I really couldn't like relax enough to get there And yeah, like I would feel so pressured and I would feel like there was some kind of like unspoken time restraint. So I would fake it. I totally would fake it. And I remember the first guy that I ever slept with, we slept together for like a while off and on. Um, And after we like stopped sleeping together and we were both like dating other people or whatever, we were kind of chatting after and somehow the topic of faking came up mm-hmm. and he was like did you ever fake with me and I'm like yeah I did and he was like you outright told him I told him yeah I was honest and he's like why and I was like honestly it wasn't anything to do with you I just couldn't relax enough and I mean like there was a lot going on there like I didn't fully trust him 
it wasn't a committed monogamous relationship. There was a lot going on. And I think that kind of like feeling of constraint manifested in relationships after that. Do you think that's always kind of like an overarching thing though? Feeling pressured to like come? Yeah. Like Um, I think I've always kind of had a problem with yeah honestly feeling like you're in the moment and being able to get there yeah it depends on the person it totally does because I have some people and they're like all about you and you don't feel pressured they're literally like enjoying the ride to like get you there because like at some point like especially with girls it's like a roller coaster where it's like up and then down and then up and then down and, like, the guys that understand that, like, the more ups and downs and ups and downs, when you finally get there, it's going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. Those kind of guys that know that and communicate that to you, that they're fine with that and that's what they're there for, then that's when you can kind of relax and totally you can get off in, like, a yeah. really satisfying way. Yeah. And, no, totally. But, like, I think there's just... You know, I often find myself in these, we'll call them lulls of life. And just like thinking about what's going on outside of life, work, family, whatever it might be, friendships. And it kind of holds me back from being able to sit in the moment and think about what's going on and think about, you know, the pleasure that I'm feeling. And I just, I don't, I can't be the only girl that feels like that. No, I think that especially with girls, a lot of it is emotional. I don't think that my enjoyment in like sexual interactions is really, I'm sure it will be, but like it's not so much influenced by like those outside factors, Mm -hmm. but it's like my feelings towards that partner. And like, I don't need to have like a super intimate connection with a partner to get off. Yeah. But like. I find especially if like it's somebody that I've been with for a while, if things are rocky, that's when I kind of like, I know that like emotionally I start kind of pulling back. It's a coping mechanism. It's not healthy. I know this. I'm dealing with it. But like there'll be somebody that I've been with for a while and like our sex life's been great up until that point. And then once we kind of start hitting that rocky patch, I kind of pull back emotionally and I can't get off anymore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me, that's kind of usually when I know that that relationship is basically at its end yeah and again like this is something that I obviously need to explore in therapy I don't know if that's really I don't I don't, I don't think that I don't think that just because you've lost the spark you need to end that relationship I don't think that that's a thing but like that's what I found in my past relationships is once I get to that point where I really don't feel like I can connect with that person I can't trust that person to like give up that control and just kind of like feel in the moment once I've lost that that's kind of when I know that, like, I've already started moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And that, I think, is the biggest kind of shock value to a relationship is when you're not really sure on the clear direction of it and you're kind of, feel, you know, you feel yourself wavering between, like, is this the right thing for me? Is it not? And as mm-hmm. your sex life goes on you start to feel like you're a little bit disconnected from it. Yeah. I've been in relationships where I was like, I still feel like I'm in love with this person, but like I can't connect with them on this other level. Yeah. And like I think in the past I've been in denial about what that meant. 
And usually within like a matter of months, I kind of get to that realization that like this is kind of beyond the point of no return. Yeah. And, you know, I truly I do feel a little bit bad because like a lot of the times, you know, it's guys that are just quite invested in a relationship and you're still trying to figure it out. And maybe that's just me. But I I feel like I'm always trying to, like, better where I'm at, better the relationship, whether it be a friendship or, like, a sexual partnership. And just, I always wonder if I'm satisfying the other person. Do you feel like you're not always kind of meeting their needs? And, like, sometimes people don't feel like they're able to communicate that with you. So Yeah, and that's kind of usually where I when I'm talking about like feeling disconnected is that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I get to where I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like we're connecting on that level. Like I'm not feeling satisfied. And obviously for guys, like usually, but for the most part in a sexual encounter, they're going to get off, but that really doesn't mean that they're being fully fulfilled. Exactly. So for us, it's way more of an emotional thing. Whereas Mm -hmm. like guys, it's a lot more of a physical thing. So when you're kind of feeling disconnected, do you say something? I never have, but I've taken a lot of time to be single, as everyone who's listened to this podcast has known. So I do think in the future, if I do reach that point again, I do think that that's something that I will address mm-hmm. head on. Like, I'll bring it up. It's, I think it's not really an important. easy thing to talk about. No, of course not. But like, nothing in life is easy. No. And no. relationships aren't easy. You have to fight for them. Yeah. You got to work at them. You got to fight for them. Things that are kind of like, they feel like they're a bump in the road. Those are a test for you. Mm-hmm. And I think just because overcome. you've lost. Yeah. Just because you may have felt like you've lost a spark in a relationship doesn't necessarily mean that that relationship has to be over. I think you have to identify why you've lost that spark. I mean, again, like we'll go into this at some point with birth control. Like I was on the pill forever and I had no sex drive. Yeah. And that wasn't my partner's fault at all. Mm-hmm. But it's just something to be aware of. For sure. So... What is your favorite kind of sext to send? Oh my god, I don't want to admit this. I don't. Uh, or okay. have you done like phone sex, I, sex text, whatever it might be? I am not a huge fan of sexting or phone sex. I am I'm not so either. Sorry. Really? No. Okay. I, and I don't know if it's because okay. I just suck so much at it. This is what I'm going to say is I'm like, people say that they don't like things that they're not good at. So I'm like, maybe it just means that I'm not good at it. But I am not a huge fan of like these long, elaborate sexting conversations where you build like a whole like backstory plot line, like the whole thing. I just there's memes about this where it's like guys are so invested in these sexts and girls are like doing the dishes. <laughs> And we're just like sexting back in our spare time. It's like, yeah, babe, like I'm in bed fully nude. And you're like, I'm actually folding my laundry in my pajamas. But like, so I will say I do love a one-off or like one or two or three like dirty messages just to like get things going. Like love that. Mm -hmm. Like send me like I'm thinking about this or like I want to do this or whatever. Like totally but I'm just not a fan of this like two hour long sexting conversation where you're saying like, I want to do this to you and then you're going to do this to me and you're going to take this off of me and you're going to lick this. 
I'm just like, I can't really get into it. I don't know. Yeah, there's about five to ten minutes of like serious sexting. Yeah. That you feel happy, content with, like you've done your part. Mm-hmm. Whatever they do with that after is up to them. Yeah, I was going to say like my ideal would be like a couple dirty messages and like tell me like what you want to do to me the next time you see me or like what you're thinking about doing to me in like, yeah, a few lines. And then um, I'll take a video and send it to you. <laughs> that's like my ideal but again like I don't want to like phone I don't want to have phone sex I don't want to like have the whole thing there's so much pressure there and again maybe it's because I'm not that good at it maybe I'm just not that good at dirty talk I don't know but I feel like it just kind of like takes away the enjoyment aspect of it I don't know but yeah that would be my ideal send a couple dirty messages maybe exchange a couple videos and like get yourselves off and then carry about your day <laughs> so yeah I totally understand for me sexting is very it's hard for me like I'm not very good at it and, and I feel like when you're sexting like you're kind of gonna like give away your moves like I don't want to explain to you mm-hmm. what I want to do to you mm-hmm. if I've never done it to you before I'd rather do it and have you be like oh <laughs> yeah right I don't yeah. know Oh no totally and I'm like, I can't like multitask. Like I can't be like touching myself. No, and you really can't. Thinking of what I want to message to you at the same time. I'm just like, Ugh, this is so much pressure. Like I'd rather just have you be here. So that's why I'm saying like having like a couple dirty, te- like I don't like not dirty text people, but I'm just like send like a couple. Mm-hmm. Don't start this whole like narrative. Like I don't want like a whole plot line of like a porno movie in my texting screen. So without pretending like you're sexting someone what is your favorite line to receive from a guy oh god it depends on the guy uh this is gonna take me a moment okay so in the past i received a text from a guy who said that he was gonna bring me lunch and he was gonna eat (laughs) me out (laughs) Until one minute before I had to go back to work. I mean, that was a and then really I had good to- starting line. Bring me food and then eat my pussy. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, try and beat that. <laughs> I can't. I can't beat it. I like a certain aspect of the like, degradation side mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. So I like having a guy telling me what a... Ugh. What a dirty little slut I am <laughs> and that he wants to fuck my mouth. Like that kind of shit. Like I like yeah. like that dirty kind of like shocking almost message. Yeah. But again, like if you send me that, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, babe. Like I'm going to go take a video of myself masturbating and send that to you. And like that's going to be basically like the end of it. You know, like, you can't send a dirty pic. You can't send a dirty video back. Why can't you send a dirty pic back? I don't know. What if you're at work? Um, you can send dirty pics back at work. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us aren't as adventurous as the others. (laughs) You're right. You're very right. (laughs) You know, we kind of wanted to tie this in to our regular crazy pants segment and you know because we had such a large main topic the fact of self-love and just 
you know, aside from all these men and, you know, the sexting and the orgasms and the actual sex and all those things that you can experience, there's some real validation in understanding what you need for yourself. And that is masturbation. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of shame that surrounds masturbation still, even in 2019, which is fucked because like we all do it Mm -hmm. whether or not you admit it or not like there's so many girls that act like it's this total taboo and like like why is it shameful most of us do it and you know what if you don't that's fine I'm never gonna shave any shame I mean we're I'm never gonna shave anyone (laughs) (laughs) I'm never gonna shame anyone for their sexual choices but like Again, like I said earlier, how do you expect someone else to pleasure you if you don't know how to pleasure yourself? 100%. And like you need to understand what you need and what you want from a person. And how can you possibly guide someone, especially someone new, on what you need without knowing that for yourself? Mm-hmm. And there's something really there's something really empowering about just doing that on your own. Mhm. I can't really explain it unless you've done it, but speaking from someone who was at points in my life, like very sexually repressed, like there's nothing really that can compare to it. Obviously, the majority of the time, if I had the choice, I would love to be with a partner, but like sometimes it's just great to be on your own. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Totally. You, you know what's best for yourself. And I think that is what's key because when you know what's best for yourself, you can provide that to a partner. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can do a whole another day segment <laughs> on just like self-love and masturbation. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think today's segment on Crazy Pants is short because we've touched a lot on it in our main segment about just like knowing yourself, knowing what you need, and really seeking that out in a partner. And I think that's key to any relationship is just Mm -hmm. making sure that each person understands each other. And, you know, most of the understanding, for me anyways, comes from exploring ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, not being scared to ask a partner for what you want. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. No, it has to meet what you need. Otherwise, long term, it's not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the day, all that we really wanted to communicate to you guys is like try and figure out what you want and what you like. Be open. And communicate. And you know what? If you don't feel like you can communicate to your partner, you have to try. And if they're not open to it, then that's something that you have to look at, right? Yeah. So we're going to move into Starcast and fuck yeah, it's Virgo season. It is Virgo season. So if you guys aren't familiar, all the men are about to turn us off. (laughs) (laughs) Virgo is the virgin. But the funny thing is horoscopes and kind of like astrology in general was thought up before... um, the patriarchal religious sects were brought up. Um, Sects, not sex. Um, So the modern view of the virgin is someone who's very like closed off and inexperienced and all that. Um, The ancient view of a virgin Mm -hmm. was literally just someone who was one with themselves. 
They really knew themselves. They didn't need a partner. They didn't rely on anyone else. They were very like independent. Yes, mm-hmm. which I love that. Fuck so yeah. We're moving out of Vir- out of Leo season. Mm-hmm. We're moving into Virgo season. Yeah. So Virgo season um, is all about freedom, feeling confident and grounded in who you are as a person, mm-hmm. and really knowing what you want to do, what your strengths are, and where you want to go from here. Moving from Leo season into Virgo season also kind of shows that it's the end of an equinox. We're moving into a new season. We're getting ready to move into autumn from summer so i know i'm so sorry that's the worst more in the end of summer we're not quite ready i cannot i cannot mourn that because summer has been absolute shit it's not your fault (laughs) so as the sun moves through virgo um this is your last chance to work with kind of the energy of that transition period so really look at what you want for yourself and i mean that's always important Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's an overarching thing, no matter what season it is when it comes mm-hmm. to horoscopes, is just what you prioritize for yourself and what you need. Put some intention behind it and make it happen and make it feel secure. Yeah. Think about what you need to do to manifest that next step. And yep. that's like a whole part of like an equinox ending and you're starting a new season. What do you want to do to accomplish those goals? What do you need to put in motion now to achieve those later? So just moving to like our own personal horoscopes. (sighs) This week, mine obviously said a lot, but one of the things that really spoke to me was that it said exercise patience and your effort to heal yourself. You may feel this as your self-confidence causing friction and your longing for other worlds. Your old way of understanding the world has stopped working. Let go. Try something new. At the very least, you'll encounter new problems. And I think this is something that I've been working on for the past year or two. I'm really trying to let go of the old things that were holding me back and embrace new ways of thinking and move forward. What about you? For me, I think a lot of our listeners understand that like you and I are going through a very big spirituality thing. We're trying to kind of define that, figure out what interests us and what you know calls to us. Mm-hmm. And mine says your Neptune is in Capricorn, which means that you escape the material world through inviting chaos into your life. Tapping into this part of you right now can help you better understand other people's needs. Throw away judgment, recognize symbols, set things ablaze, watch water turn to ice. That's so funny because my Neptune is in Capricorn too. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people would hear that and say like, you're Neptune and Capricorn inviting chaos. You would see that as a negative thing. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's a good thing to just dive on in and see what comes to you Yeah, absolutely. from that process. Yeah, absolutely. I totally <clears throat> agree. I'm just kind of, I'm truly just letting whatever the universe has in store for me to be the next thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because there's, yeah, a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're trying to set those intentions for the future and like keep those end goals in mind, but you're also trying to be open to what may come to you. Absolutely. Because as soon as you're closed off to those, you might miss opportunities. Mm -hmm. What have you done this week, Katie, that really made you feel like you took care of yourself and helped you reset a little bit? 
So I'm still trying to keep on the whole path that I started talking about last week. I washed my bed again. (laughs) That is very important. And I cleaned the house and I went for a run and I tried to eat semi-healthy. And I'm really just trying to like create those healthy patterns and continue with them. Yeah, I think we've diverted a little bit from what our first few podcasts were, but I think every week that we've been a little bit more vulnerable, we've gotten really, really good feedback. So we're trying to continue with that. Yeah. Because I know a lot of this stuff isn't really talked about a lot. So hopefully by us kind of bearing our souls with everybody else, you'll at least know that you're not alone stuff shouldn't be stigmatized it's important to talk about this kind of stuff whether that be with your friends with a doctor with a therapist however you want to do it um I just really encourage you to get in touch with yourself and like what you want in a life and what you're dealing with right now and be honest man this is why you are literally the perfect match to me because you sum that shit up so poetically I think Jack's ready for bed. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we truly do. You've joined us for episode eight. You've joined us for one to eight. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be, if you don't follow us on Instagram or you aren't subscribed to us on Apple or Google or Spotify, we are always at Two Girls, One Broadcast. Mm -hmm. Number two, number one. Keep the feedback coming. We love it. Yeah. We always want to be there for you guys. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next Tuesday when the episode comes out. It might be our long and hard collab. Mm -hmm. We'll be here with the beards. Which is just absolutely so exciting because they're a bunch of great guys. And we have a great time with them. Absolutely. And we love you so much. Love you, little baby angels. Bye.